Hi, and welcome back to this series where we're thinking about how we think about the questions we're asked in pharmacy. This time, the topic is drug stability, particularly around if your patient needs to store their medicines in something other than the original packaging, so putting things in a compliance aid or packing down into other containers. So we'll have a look at what might go wrong and from that work out how to weigh up the risks and benefits and also a bit about where you might want to look for information. But first off, why might you want to store medicines differently to what the manufacturer recommends? Well, the obvious one to start with is compliance aids, where all the patient's medicines that need to be taken at a particular time are packed together in a single container. But also, we often pack tablets down into amber bottles or give part of a bottle of a liquid. We'll focus on compliance aids, as that's the most common scenario, but the thought processes are similar for other things too. So what might changing the packaging do for the stability of the products? Well, in most cases, the answer is probably very little. However, in other cases, it might be meaningful. So it's worth having a think about how you could predict if something might go wrong. So thinking about tablets and capsules to start with, what might change when you change the packaging? Nowadays, most tablets and capsules come as blister strips. If you change the container, say put them in a compliance aid, the things that might happen, depending on what you're packing them down into, are you could be exposing the tablet to more air, you could be exposing the tablet to more moisture, you could be exposing the tablet to more light, and you could be exposing the tablet to more sources of contamination. Moving on to liquids, you're hopefully not going to be putting a liquid into a compliance aid, but you might be packing it down into a smaller bottle. Liquids are already wet, so increased exposure to moisture isn't much of a consideration, but the other considerations are still valid. So the question is, which of these are significant? And the answer is, it depends on your product. Most drugs are fairly boring chemicals, and if you think back to the past, most tablets and capsules used to come in bulk stock containers of a thousand dose units or whatever. So if they were okay to be stored in a big container like that, then yes, popping them out of their blister strips and putting them in a compliance aid changes their storage conditions, but not to such an extent that they'll immediately become unusable for the patient. From the perspective of the tablet, the blister strips are like a gold standard Lotus Elise-like storage solution. But not all tablets need the Lotus Elise, a lot are just fine with the Ford Fiesta option. So when might these changes affect products? Exposure to increased air volumes may increase the degradation of medicines that are degraded by oxidation. Exposure to moisture is also relatively bad for some products. Water tends to facilitate chemical reactions, so you might speed up the degradation of the product. Also, some products are hygroscopic, they attract water, which then softens or disintegrates the tablet. Some products are also sensitive to light, so light can also speed up degradation. Dry tablets and capsules aren't a great growth medium for bugs, but liquids might be. So there's a chance that by changing the storage conditions, something not great could grow on your product. It isn't that exposure to these factors will immediately and uniformly explode all medicines, leaving nothing but death and destruction, but there is a chance they will, over time, affect the quality and therefore effectiveness of the products. We just aren't really that confident about how much or how fast this will happen and what this will mean for the end user, who's the patient. So what can we do? Well, a lot of the traditional kit in pharmacy is already designed to help mitigate problems that might be caused by changing the way a product is packed. So we use amber bottles for medicines because that protects them from light. We put a lid on bottles to stop air and contaminants getting in, as well as to help us not spill the products all over the place. So have a think about and try to maximise the quality of the end product you'll be providing. So a sealed compliance aid is probably better for the medicines than one with a sliding lid that the patient fills themselves. Keeping the products in their original packs, if you can, would be even better, pharmaceutically. But we can't design the care we provide based solely on the optimal conditions for the medicine. We also need to factor in the patient who's taking it. 
we're probably going to have to compromise on some things. So how do we do that in a safe way? The first thing we can do is talk to the patient or their carer. What support do they need with their medicines? And will packing it into a different container actually help? Compliance aids have been suggested as a panacea for all problems with patients remembering to take their medicines. But people can forget to take the medicines from a compliance aid as well. It can also disempower some patients. They no longer have control of their medicines. They just take whatever they're offered at set times with no input from themselves. Compliance aids do have a place where patients are taking really complicated regimens that they can remember to take, just can't remember how, or those on lots of medicines where managing all the boxes and bottles is too challenging. But for other patients, something like a reminder or medicines administration chart might help them manage their medicines more and help them to feel like they still have control of their medicines. However, if we need to use something like a compliance aid, we need to think about the particular medicines going in. The first stop is probably the Specialist Pharmacy Service website, sps.nhs.uk. On there, UK Medicines Information have put information for specific medicines where this is known. This tends to be as guidance, so it tells you what the risk factors for a particular medicine might be. You can then use your professional judgement to work out how to mitigate that particular risk. For example, sodium valproate tablets are hygroscopic, so need to be protected from moisture. So you might decide, if a compliance aid is really needed, to use a sealed system and only dispense a week at a time. Or for some clopidogrel tablets, they should be protected from light. So use a compliance aid that closes to exclude light if possible, or counsel the patient to keep the pack away from light. If there isn't any information on the SPS website, or if you can't apply the information in its entirety, you're going to need to use your professional judgement to come up with a pragmatic solution. So look at the product. The first thing to do is look in the BNF warnings and the SPC. Is there anything in there that makes you suspicious? Just because it isn't listed doesn't mean it's not a problem, so also have a critical look at the product as well. If it's really sensitive to moisture, it'll be packed with a desiccant if it comes in a bulk pack. If it only comes in a blister strip, it might not. Blister strips are already quite good at keeping out moisture, so an additional desiccant isn't needed unless you're Nicarandil. Some packs now have more information on as well to say why to keep it in the original packaging. Also, apply your pharmaceutical knowledge. Dispersible aspirin is probably more likely to be sensitive to moisture as it's designed to dissolve, compared to, say, metformin tablets, which are impossible to crush and may well be made of concrete. You then need to apply this to the person in front of you. You might have a tablet that's a bit sensitive to light and moisture, so ideally you'd like to leave it in the original blister strip. However, if the patient can only remember to take it if it's in a compliance aid, there's absolutely no point giving it to them as a box of tablets, as it won't get taken. Would it be better to put it in the compliance aid? They might not get all the dose, as some might be broken down before they take it, but giving them a dose that might be slightly less effective, but they'll definitely remember to take it, is likely to be better for them than providing a pharmaceutically perfect product that just sits on the side and gets thrown away. In general, try to keep the packaging of a medicine as close to the original as possible, but be prepared to flex for an individual patient. It's what they can manage that's the right solution. And incidentally, cutting out individual tablets still in their blisters and putting that in a compliance aid is often a bad idea. There have been cases of patients just swallowing the blister whole, so they get the pleasure of swallowing a very spiky bit of plastic and foil without any of the benefit of absorbing any of the medicine. And then, think about how you can safety net your advice. If you're not getting to follow the pharmaceutically perfect plan, is there anything you can do to make yourself more comfortable? So this is the things like we've mentioned before. Maybe give it a shorter expiry or advise the patient to keep their packs in a particular place. Or it could be, if you think the medicines might possibly be slightly less effective, 
is there anything you need to do to monitor for effectiveness? And that's it. We've hopefully had a quick run through about what to think about when putting medicines into a compliance aid, and also what changing the way a medicine's packaged might affect its stability. In general, try to keep medicines in their original packs where possible, or in similar packaging if it isn't possible. If even this isn't possible, have a look, maybe on the SPS website, to see how a medicine might be affected, and then come up with a plan that balances the pharmaceutical needs of the product with the clinical needs of the patient to get to the best solution. Thank you, and see you next time. Mm -hmm.